Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. I am super happy to have a guest in studio today. Hello. Hello. Tracy Toich. So Tracy and I worked together at PSI. Uh, she was a manager up in the, uh, I guess, the Seattle, Seattle branch. Seattle, yeah. Bothell branch. And so I met her there, uh, super talented. Thank she you. subsequently left and pursued other things. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Absolutely. So tell us about yourself first. Who, so, who are you? Who are you? Who are you really? oh, that's such a great question. Um, I will start with how I got into the industry okay. in the first place. So I know you're all, all going to be really impressed, but I have a fine arts degree, and you can see how that naturally <laughs> led itself to... Okay, it didn't. But I... <laughs> I have a degree in underwater basket weaving yeah, so, with a minor <laughs> in psychology. and So I landed in a project coordinator role a project manager role at mm-hmm. the old simplex way back and let me let me just say in case you didn't gather from the fine fine arts degree um i didn't have a lot of knowledge about electrical wiring and and how things came together i did not know that by the way that's I, make, it's still making me laugh i had no idea to fine arts degree. i and and so one of the things that was really compelling to me is is that i started in fire alarm at the old school simplex mm-hmm. in a long, long time ago, you talked about young blood. I'm not it. Um, but anyway, one of the things that was so wonderful, though, is that there were so many great technicians there. And so the techs really took me under their wings. Mm-hmm. And man, I can't tell you how many people drew pictures for me to help me understand circuits and how everything came together. And so I had a very early appreciation for the technicians that I worked with. And so with that, that's really where my career career started and really where it it how it stayed all through my my years at PSI as well. Okay. So I always had a great deal of respect for for all the technicians that I worked with and have so many pictures that they, <laughs> they drew for me over the years to really help me understand how all of the systems came together. Mm-hmm. And I I really took that very seriously, and so I did spend a lot of time trying to understand how that looked and what battery calcs were, mm-hmm. um, and so that that was really my start. And so over the years, I and, and this really leads to where I am today and what I'm doing today is that over a couple of decades. I, I was really surprised at the lack of kind of new people coming in and I had been exposed to so many great technicians mm-hmm. that it was surprising to me that I wasn't seeing kind of new people coming in to to not to take their places, but to be taught and to, to come into the industry. And we were also so struggling to find people. Mm-hmm. And so my last role, I was GM for a couple of branches of PSI. Well, no, I, when, yeah, I, when I first met you, you were project managing. I no. started as sales at okay, PSI. You were doing sales. And yeah. then it was. So you, you never really did project managing then. You were I always in sales. I did project management at Simplex. 
and but so at other PSI. companies. Correct. Yeah. When I so, came on to PSI, I asked that because when the 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 reason I was impressed with with watching you and <clears throat> at the when I came up there that time, right? And we were up there for I think we we're up there for training on software or something like that. Yeah. And I watched you sit down and collaborate in a way that we weren't really doing that in my branch the way I and 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 Carrie and I both looked at that and went that's what we want that that yeah. that were where the three of you got together and and sat down in the conference room that we were in and laid all the stuff out and talked about it from from soup to nuts as yeah. Travis likes to say all the way through yeah and so there and there and you didn't miss it and I don't forget it was was you and who else was it? I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Carissa it, or it, Nikki, I one of those, and maybe it, it was Brian? Nikki, oh, Nikki for sure. Yeah, I think it was Nikki and Carissa and you is who okay. it was. Okay, and and okay. and Carrie and I walked away, and went, we have to have that. Like we have to steal that. Yeah, because you could even borrow. You didn't have to steal. You could have. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes. So you so you were in a sales position at that point. I was. Okay, and and. For me, collaboration has always been king. Mm -hmm. I really value the other members of my team always because without them, we don't have anything, right? right? And so there was never a time that, you know, one, one thing I've never been accused of and hope to never be, um, but is, is really thinking that it's all about me because yeah. it's not. And so I really valued the other people on the team. I really valued, I, I never put together a bid without coordinating with both my PM, whoever was working with mm -hmm. me on that, who, who would be working on the project down the road, and without coordinating with technicians, making sure if there were any questions that I had technically. So let me see if I get this right. Yeah. You as a salesperson actually talked to your project manager and coordinator, your general manager, who Nikki was at the time, the main technician involved in the job. <laughs> Sounds crazy, doesn't it? I'm make, sure the make sure clients, people know. Uh huh. huh. Yes. Yeah. I hope uh, those who are listening <laughs> out there are hearing the correct steps <laughs> in how we do jobs. Okay, I'm. I'm we over it. we had Projects. we had a lot of fun with it, honestly, as well, yeah. because I also think there's a great deal of fun in collaboration, and so not only were we trying to not even trying, we were working to set it up successfully from mm -hmm. the beginning, and so getting the buy-in of, of the rest of the team, making sure that if there's anything that, that I wasn't looking at or wasn't mm -hmm. considering in the bid, that it was something we addressed early. Sure. So with that, it really for me all of those players were so important and so watching fewer people coming into the trades it, it was something that that just didn't feel right okay. and we were really struggling to hire people so this is so you went eventually to be the GM correct at that branch yeah and this is another thing that you discovered was you couldn't get anybody through the door correct and so at that point, you know, we were having weekly meetings with our recruiting team down here, mm -hmm. with our ops manager, uh, Andy Durall at that time, for, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and every week going through all of our open positions, every week talking about all the different sites we were posting things on. And for me, one of the other pieces was it all, it, it all felt like those other platforms didn't consider us. They weren't really focused on us and they weren't built for us okay. and I thought 
there's got to be better. There's got to be a better way to do this. And, you know, one other sort of one, one other side story for me was during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was the GM during COVID. That was a, that was a fun time. Yeah, that was I certainly great. enjoyed it. Not <laughs> that was great. And one of the things that really struck me through that time is that my husband, who is a lovely person, um, is in technology. And so for technology, he was working. I know. I'm sorry. I meant that good. <laughs> but, but he was working from home along with all the rest of his buddies. And, and he's a very extroverted soul. So that sucked for him. Mm-hmm. But we had the flip where, you know, we're still having to have people go out before we really knew what was going on we didn't know if it was safe yet Um, and so we were having weekly bi-weekly meetings with our inspections teams Mm -hmm. with our field teams how's everybody doing you know are how's everybody feeling do you guys have the right you know safety equipment do you are you feeling good and and they would come back with like i don't want to go in this space i don't feel good about and so it was it was just such a strange time and and i'm watching and all you're hearing on the news during that time is oh the new work from home thing and i'm like you know there's some of us that aren't working from home and so again that was every single day there yeah my guys were out there every day i didn't say say guys but guys and gals were out there every day every day out there blowing smoke and pulling wire like nothing changed for them yeah you know it's just it's hardcore so the whole time they're just they're just doing what they've always done there's just less people on the freeway yeah well that's true i love that part. <laughs> there, there was the upside it was the upside traffic. especially when seattle where you had to actually for sure fight your way to work every day yeah and so it was all of those different pieces really played into why i felt compelled to start this new business and to jump and go do it. And for me, it was, you know, I I wanna make sure that the trades are seen mm-hmm. because the trades do very valuable work. And it isn't until people are impacted by, oh, that's weird, I'm trying to call this plumbing company and they can't get me in for a couple of months, mm-hmm. <laughs> that people start to go, hey, what's wrong with that? Why right. aren't they, you right. know, it's why so- there, why, why, why does it take so long? Yeah. And if you do get somebody immediately, it's like, uh, are is this a good company? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. And just, if you did, would you send me the number? My door. What the hell's um, going on? Yeah. And it, it just it just felt like this 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 part of the world, which is so critical to maintaining our infrastructure and moving us forward, is something that too many people don't see. Okay. And I wanted people to be seen. So you you left. Yeah. Go ahead. Specifically to do that. I did. Yeah, it was really wise. I jumped off a cliff and I forgot that's to a, check if a, I had a parachute a or very, wings. But that's a very gutsy thing to do. I mean, this was right. Some after might COVID, describe I it mean. as stupid, <laughs> but I like gutsy better. That sounds a lot. That sounds better. Gutsy good. <laughs> but but it was it was something I believed in very strongly. So when so you left, jumped. you left specifically to go do this. Correct. That was your goal. Yes. And this is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I see that. We 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 are human here. We all need to drink drinks. So it was just a small sip. <laughs> <laughs> The, the studio <laughs> the studio is a very inviting for those of you who have not seen the inside of the studio 
this is a this is a very, a very cool. relaxing place, a very cool place. So, yeah, and uh, we do serve adult beverages from time to time. So the exactly uh, the you started to put this thing together, and how? Tell me your process, and, and tell everybody the yeah. name of it. The, the 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 give them the website so they know exactly what okay. to go. So the website is realwork. Realwork.com. That's really hard to spell. Exactly. And I didn't, there's nothing fancy about the spelling because in my world, it's just real work. So Solid real work. real work, your goal is to do what? How, how, how would you describe, what's the elevator pitch, as they say <laughs> in the sales world? You know, anybody who, who listens, um, who knows me, will know that I'll stumble over an elevator pitch because I always <laughs> want to say, there's so much to this story. Um, but... Ultimately, what I'm creating is a platform to connect the trades, and it's it's focused entirely on the trades. It is for the needs of the trades. It's not I'm not trying to be everything for for everybody. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to service the trades. So is it for the trades person or for the clients or both? It's actually for trade workers and contractors and employers so it's really to connect those so not necessarily for the for the for the cost for the end not necessarily the end customer but it is absolutely for the companies so that there's like a repository of skilled labor that they can at least look through that's not just and i'm not going to try to throw anybody under the bus but it's not like linkedin where you have you know a thousand different things going on out there yeah but it's more specific for just and it's, is it just electrical trades? No. What? You mean there's other things besides <laughs> Shh, electrical? It's it. It, <laughs> no, it is it no is definitely focused on skilled trades. Yeah, skilled, skilled trades. Trade. Yeah, and and also really, I I there are multiple layers of the goal because not only do I want to create that space where it brings us together mm-hmm. and. That's really step one is is just bringing together those of us who who are here now, and you know, literally at one point, I during the recruiting meetings that I mentioned before, I would sit and jot notes down about how much money and how many platforms we were posting across, mm-hmm. and it just felt like it was you know this big giant search for the needle in a haystack, and mm-hmm. so you know if you just shoot it out to everybody, you know maybe you'll find one, um, and uh, so first is is just creating a space. But I also think it's important that we look at a new generation. And one of the things that I think construction maybe hasn't stayed up on is they're still trying to do things in the same old way and Hmm. expecting that they're going to get different results out of it. Construction is a pretty rigid industry. It's pretty rigid in its approach to things. And yet construction is also a fascinating industry because the work can be so um, cyclical and seasonal and it's not necessarily always a a consistent stream Mm -hmm. and so there that gives a lot of space where we can both service employers better and where we can service workers better Hmm. and so one of the pieces that we're and it's funny I'm also since we're launching in another couple of weeks there are certainly pieces and parts to it that I don't want to talk about just yet, only because I'm just. But one of the things that 
we're really doing is all of the we have put so much time and effort into the thought around the infrastructure of this site Mm -hmm. and really thinking through what are the things and and i will admit coming from the fire alarm industry there was a lot of thought of the licenses and certifications that our folks so so let's let's take a i'm going to yeah, right please. For a second. Let's talk about licenses. Was that more than a 30-second no, no, no. elevator? No, no. And the reason I'm saying, yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> so just in the electrical trade yeah, and just in the low-voltage electrical trade mm-hmm. and just in the fire alarm portion of the low-voltage electrical trade in in the in the sound area, Puget Sound area or Seattle, and uh, I, I think I'm encapsulating that correctly. Yeah. How... how Explain to the listeners just how damn difficult it is to do business and to service a client from the south part of the sound to the north part of the sound. Oh, how yes. many licenses do you have to just how many licenses does one have to own to do work in, in the. So so um, one thing that's been really fun is to look across states and to really analyze and look at what kind of requirements the different states have. So now circling back to Washington, because it is one of the most complex that I have found. Um, Shockingly, even over California, it appears to be more complex. Much much more complex. Yeah, you can literally have an inspector, a fire alarm inspector Mm -hmm. with 20 years of experience who can who is qualified to do a test on a high-rise building in Bellevue who cannot cross the lake to test in Seattle without an additional certification. So it gets very complex. So jurisdictionally, my experience in Washington just as headbangingly difficult. So for those of you who don't know, if you have a if you have a limited energy license an ELO six in Washington. That doesn't mean squat. All that means is that now you can work on low voltage, but you cannot work on fire alarm systems without an ice set two. That gives you those two things. And then if you happen to work in southern Washington and you want to work in Vancouver, you have to have an endorsement from the Vancouver Fire Marshal to work on anything there. And if you do sprinklers in Oregon where you don't have to have anything but a, a familiarity, in Portland you obviously have to have a, a certificate of fitness. That doesn't mean squat when you go above the river. Yeah. In order to, to do sprinkler work in Washington, <clears throat> you have to have a plumbers testing. And a plumber's license. And, and all these other. And a NYSET. Yeah, all these other, yeah, NYSET too. So all these things, that's just in the simple area of Washington, the southern part of Washington. But once you get in the sound, you're exactly right. It's an entirely different ball game. So Absolutely. how difficult is it as a contractor to handle I'm going to send an inspection crew to Bellevue, but they can't do any work in Seattle and they and they can't work in Everett or wherever. You know, I, I don't know all the names of the places. No, you it's got plenty. One you did. big, gigantic. I wish it was just city one. City. No. <laughs> no, it, it, it is very complex. Yeah. And that's another thing that we're we're really doing our best to help support is not not only is it complex to manage those mm-hmm. it's complex for both the worker and the employer and the contractor so your your what part of the website's going to be able to take your certifications and lay them out and so contractors who are looking for people looking for talent can say oh look this guy has got the ability to do work in these jurisdictions. That's where I'm working. All my work Correct. happens to be in Everett, so I want a, somebody who can work in Everett. I don't give a damn if they can work across the sound. Or I need somebody who can work 
in multiple locations. So your yeah. site will help connect. So so as a tradesperson, I could put all my certs in, which yes. then contractors that can look up and say, hey, you've got what I need. Exactly. I need you to come do work for me. Exactly. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> and one of the things, you know, I, I also refer to it as like flipping a resume on its head, right? Mm -hmm. Because in a traditional world of resumes, which are kind of a pet peeve of mine, to be honest, because, you know, but but all of the data that mattered the most to us, licenses, education, certs, are all at the bottom of a resume. Mm -hmm. And in the trades, those are the most important. And so it's like flipping that resume on its head and making sure you're dialing into the pieces that are most relevant. So you're starting off by, by being able to, to filter out. I just want to see people with an ELO 6 and a nice set too. And this Correct. and that okay correct good so that it allows yeah. you to really narrow it down so the so here we go kids the more certificates you have the the more competencies you've shown in the more jurisdictions the more marketable you are correct correct, correct. the more money you command correct as long as you're not a clown and <laughs> and I mean that and um, I know people who can test I can know people who can oh, pass a lot of tests I know people who can pass tests like nobody's business I do too and they yeah. can't tell me which end of a smoke pole blows smoke so I, it doesn't mean squat to me but if you've got the jurisdictions covered and you know where smoke comes out of the pole then you could test correct simply and, and and that's and, one of the things too. Okay. Absolutely to your point. The other thing, as we collect more data, mm -hmm. as we see what employers are looking for, we will also be circling back to workers to help people understand what kind of licenses or certifications that they can add and that they can earn that can benefit them. That, so you know, so they can earn a few extra dollars. Them. So like, if you hey, Correct. by the way, if you if you happen to go across the sound and go here and and get your certificate in. Yeah. Whatever, correct. Everett, then you can go do you. You it would open up this market to you. Correct. Okay, so you're and also help. Yeah, and really help to give that feedback from the industry. So it it's hmm. really part of my intention is to help close up some of that communication, and making sure that if we're seeing a whole bunch of employers are looking for certification X, Y, or Z, then we want to make sure that that gets out to workers so that people know, hey, we've got a lot of contractors that have been looking up this certification, and here are the hourly rates that we're seeing attached to that, <laughs> so that people. People know, and so that pe people can understand what what they should be looking at, and where, how they can how they can benefit. So themselves. you're you're providing at least from the, from the technician's point of view towards the towards the contractor's point of view. Hey, if I jump through these hoops, I'll be this marketable. Correct. And I can probably command this wage. So you're kind of peeling the onion back and showing people kind of what they're worth. Correct. I'm going to take a segue here. <clears throat> Kids, when we talk about this, uh, if if I know I'm making X amount of dollars uh, working for company A, and I run into a technician working for company B, and they're making four bucks more an hour, it's maybe not intuitive to know why or how. Like, like, gosh, should I jump over to that company? Should I go to this company, company B, because, you know, the benefits are better or whatever. So you're sort of, of kind of pulling the curtains back and kind of opening up the pay structure so people can see. And if you're, if you're in this industry, 
you should be making significantly more money now than you did a decade ago. And I mean significantly. What I was paying journeyman when I was an operations manager is extraordinarily low ball at this game. And a friend of mine I just had a conversation with before we started the podcast is is just been offered a serious amount of money. And these guys have not turned out all that long. They are, they're not, we're not talking journeymen that have been journeymen for 20 years who are now making, you know, 105, 110, 120,000 a year. These are journeymen that have been out for three, four years, proven their worth, and they're making bank. So for sure. For sure. Absolutely. There, there is so much opportunity in the trades right now. And that's something that all of the data that I've seen shows that the need for the trades is actually going to continue to rise. It's not dropping. So they're projecting in the next 10 years another increase of about 10 to 14 percent in need. And what we've seen is a decline in actual classes and trade classes and shop programs in high schools. And so really we're behind in our bringing people got, back into the industry. You've got to be kidding me. So do you I mean that the children's, <laughs> the, the children's coming out, the children's coming out are not jumping into the trades what are they doing? Have you, sorry, I could all I could all that was in my head there was sarcastic, and it I was trying sarcastic. to suck that back in. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny though? It bothers too. me because it it really it, it I really want it's it's an it's an it's, it's as passionate as you are in this. I'm as yeah. passionate as as speaking to uh, to people and getting them into the trades early. And every time I'm teaching a group of students, and I've got a kid in there who's 18, I'm like, you do not know how smart you are doing this now at 18 or 19 or 20 oh, yeah. and not at 27, 30, 35, 40, 45, 60, changing careers at the end of your life. You're doing it at the beginning when you have the whole world your oyster. And you know, one point. of the things too, it, and I'll probably get the, fra- the, the mm-hmm. saying wrong, but you know, in the, in the past, people considered picking up a trade as something that you always had, right? You could always Mm -hmm. find work. It was something solid you could fall back on. And I really want to try to bring some of that back because I, I really think it's important because, you know, I'm, I'm going to even flip and, and sorry, I'm going to pick on, on employers for just a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to pick on them for just a bit. Employers over time have also, in my words, I think also take advantage of workers, particularly because, frankly, there's so few. And so our existing workers do get overworked. And there there has to be a balance. People need to have a life as well as work. Okay. You cannot expect people to work 24-7 and think that that's okay. And I do think that there has to be a, a balance between hardworking and committed to your committed to the work you said you were going to do, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have said you were going to take this contract for three months, then freaking do the contract for three months, right? You Mm -hmm. you said you were going to do it. Here are the rules. We both agreed to what that was up front. And so you have a commitment and that employer does as well, right? You come up with the rules of engagement. And I, I do think that employers, I know this is going to shock a lot of people, but I do think that that employers need a little pressure on them as well to be reminded that one of the reasons, well, one of the things that I've seen and heard is that 
if you have seen somebody who was in the trades for a very long time who walked out feeling very beat up and not appreciated at the end of it, that is not a great selling point to bring somebody new into the trades. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of really lovely things about the trades. There are great things about it. And I've had so many, again, I told you how great my techs were, how much they taught me. Um, but, I, but I just think that there has to be a balance. And I, I feel like one of the roles of real work is also to, to find some better balance there because we need people to maintain our infrastructure and to build our infrastructure and, frankly, to make changes to our infrastructure as we move forward. And I think that we have fought forever. Well, this younger generation, they just need to conform. Right, and, you, and you've heard a lot of like the younger generation doesn't work like the older. You, yeah. You, you've heard the same bat squeeze that I have. Yes. Where all oh, these people, these millennials don't know how to work. And that is, that I, is pure bullshit. I agree that with is. that. I agree okay. with that. And so that's where I think that rather than us expecting them to conform all the time, mm-hmm. We also need to adapt because there are good things about the way that they look at the world. Mm -hmm. And we need to open up our eyes to that and find that space in the middle where we both can service each other. Where we that sounds like a very bad phrase. Did that sound bad? No. But basically that we you know, we get to take care of I've always taught that it's a that it's a set of scales, a set of balances. And if I'm working for an employer and I'm I'm weighing my benefits on one side and my workload uh, with my no my benefits and and pay and all that good stuff with my with my work and when they when I feel like I'm compensated and I'm giving my employer what they're looking for we're in equilibrium the scales are balanced when the scales get out of balance then I start to go hey we've you know things are out of balance here my workload is too high or my and sometimes it's not pay I don't necessarily yeah. want to 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 jerk 200 grand a year if my personal life sucks. I won't. And the millennials are like that too. They're like, look, there's no reason to sit there and, and look look like my uncle and my father and my grandfather who worked themselves to the grave and at the very end of it got a watch and nothing else. Yeah. So, so they're going, look, the work-life balance has got to match. These kids want to go out they want to ride their motorcycles, they want to run their jet skis, they want to run their boats, they want to hunt, they want to fish, they want to enjoy their life. And in exactly. order to do that, they've got to make money to do all those things. Yes. And my youngest kid is 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 literally literally has every toy he's ever wanted and he's just been changing out and getting better and better toys to live the life he wants to live. And he does that. Yeah. And, and we can look at him and go, "Wow, I don't I don't know how he does it, but he does it." But the, the kid's got, you know, dune buggies and, and boats. And that yeah. is the way he, he has wanted to live since he was that tall. And so his work-life balance is what he's happy with. And he just changed from one career to another. And he's super happy with it. Now they're teaching him how to drive a truck to get a Class A license. I'm tickled pink to watch him make this transition. He looks better. He's happier. He's healthier. He's you know, everything about it has been a positive, including his pay. So yeah. you're right. When that, I, I do have to agree, when that, when those scales are out of balance and in my own personal life, I go, okay, we're out of balance. We need to, I need to make those changes. And I don't want to, I don't want to make those changes by, by, you know, rattling someone's cage. I go, changes, change, we got to do something. 
when my home life gets to the point where, you know, or my personal life gets to the point that now the scales are so out of balance that this is no longer fun, I bolt. So, and I did. Like, I, this is not going to work for me. I need to go someplace where my scales are back in balance. And people are like that, too. And I know Absolutely. people who have stayed in jobs for their, all their lives, scales out of balance. And then it gets to the end of it, go, well, you know, look at all the battle scars on my shell. I made it to the end. What kind of crap is that? I know. Your, your life sucked. And, and it sucked all the way up to this point. Now you're retired. You're going to sit around and get big and explode. And it's then it's going to suck me even more. So... You know, I want these folks that are coming into the trades to recognize the fact that, A, you don't need to blow 100 grand or 200 grand on a degree. I mean, I'm not saying don't go to college, but you don't need to blow all that money. Go get an associate's degree at a community college. Were you college. picking on my fine arts degree? Nope, Was I am that not so picking <laughs> on anybody's degree. <laughs> I, I, I am not. One of the guys I work with has got a, a very high degree. Uh, he's super cerebral. He's super, uh, super good tech, really good tech. There's nothing he can't touch, he can't fix. And he looks back at his degree and go, I wish I hadn't spent that time doing that. I wish I had been doing this. And and you know, can I, one of the things that I would love to interject on that is I, I think about those, and hopefully everybody has seen them, some of the, you, you know, you see a little kid who loves to kind of take things apart mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how that, you, what I would love to see is us get to the point where we actually encourage that, okay. where it's like, you know, I think of some of the texts that I knew, I would love to talk about one of my texts in particular, I, but gonna okay i was gonna talk about brian mcadams you just blasted out there sorry brian if you're there but one of the things that i used to love is i used to call him yeah i used to call him um my master jedi Mm -hmm. because man i don't know how he could solve problems but he he could literally i remember a stray one at the double tree hotel and we were we were we had this really weird fault on the panel we sent out numerous people nobody could figure it out he finally found somebody had installed a knack panel up above a ceiling in a really weird place it was not shown on drawings nobody knew it was there and i'm like it was the force that mm-hmm. you know i mean how mm-hmm. did he find it and so for me it's really we benefit as a society from different skills you know we need people who are fabulous at cutting hair we need people Mm -hmm. who are great at cooking we need people who are great at fixing things and i just feel like what we've done is we've narrowed down the paths that we consider okay and that's where i think that we need to open up our eyes Uh, i think that there are certain you know kids that i've got a i've got a kid who loves geology he's mm -hmm. always been into rocks since he was a kid a little teeny tiny and so that was a good path for him Mm But it doesn't mean that I think college is for everybody. I think anyway, college so, is a so great ge- option, so but so not for everybody. So I don't know what you're going to do in geology without a degree. He's a hydrogeologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're flat out going to if you yeah. if you're totally into if you're totally into chemistry, you probably got to go to college. Yeah, but, and I get that. And also, but you if know, you're but if you're a trades person, yeah, right. Really, let's put let's get you out there in the trades. Let's get you bending pipe. Let's get you let's get yeah. you soldering pipe. Let's get you doing whatever because this particular website covers more than just the electrical trade. <laughs> and right, it does yes. And and then yeah. you can take night school to to pick up any academic stuff that you need. And if you decide, hey, I, I've got to go into project management, boom, go right into it then. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the other things to your point, one thing that I've seen throughout my career is how many people 
have started as an apprentice in the field and gone on to do lots of different things. Mm -hmm. It is a great avenue to lead to a career path if that's what you want. And, you know, I've known many people who went on to own their own businesses, you know, lots of people who moved into project management, moved into sales, moved in. It it is also a really good education. Mm -hmm. And it's an education that you get paid for instead of having to pay for. (laughs) So 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 there's definitely advantages. It works out better for you to receive money and and educational benefits for most employers to go to school than it is to just go drop money up front that you may not need because you're yeah and you know what if 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 there's something that you know you've 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 always known you wanted to do x y or z awesome go for it but i've also seen a whole lot of people that I, i knew one person in particular that i won't mention a name because will be listening to this but I know really wanted to be a mechanic wanted to work on engines and trucks and Mm -hmm. that was not really considered in his you know with folks around him that wasn't considered the right path Hmm. and so he was directed in a different way and it's something that I know he always looks back on because it was something that he really enjoyed yeah and so those are the places where i think we need to expand our minds and you know there there are people who are so skilled at those different things and i i want to see us embrace that more i like that uh we talked about high school students coming out and not necessarily knowing that these trades exist yes i thought about a business model uh, a long time ago before i started teaching for um iec and jtc about about gathering um high school students and busing them to different job sites to show them different skills. And I'm not talking just construction sites. I'm saying, hey, let's take a batch of high school kids and let's go to Intel and see what a clean room looks like. Okay, let's take the batch of high school kids and let's take them to a hospital and show them what happens in a hospital. Let's take a batch of high school kids and take them to a a dairy. Who the hell knows what? Yeah. And you could actually make a business out of, out of, say, hey, like, I have a relationship with this particular employer. They're willing to take a, a group of high schoolers through once a week, Wednesday, you know, from, from two to three. Let's go to all the different area high schools, pick them up, pick up the kids who are interested to see what jobs are out there to expose their their brains to the truth of what's going on when yeah. you get it. Because when you drop, when you get out of high school, when that diploma drops, you know, in my world, it was like, oh, well, I'm going to go boogie board for nine months and I'm going to the Navy. <laughs> and then I and then I, you know, fell into that whole world. And nine years later, I popped out, went, the hell was that? Now what am I going to do? Like, I have no idea. I still had no idea when I came out of the military what potential I had. And nobody, nobody, I could list I could put a list of equipment this long on a resume and no one no one cared. They didn't know what the hell any of that stuff was. Oh, you work on a Slick 32 V3. What the hell is that? That's actually another piece that I really want there to dive go. into more. Uh, a friend of mine was a lifetime Marine mm-hmm. and 
you know, of course, uh, Scott Delaney used to be one of the owners of PSI, and you know he was he was military. Oh my gosh, I he was just, in, he was a Navy. That's too. what I thought. Okay, mm-hmm. Navy, and and we had a lot of other people who came out of the military, and and helping to translate their experiences mm-hmm. in the military and what they've learned in their education, and helping translate that out into the real world is another thing that we really want to target. We started we started I, kind I of exploring tell you how some how exciting that is to me because there's a lot of military folks. The Army does yeah. a really good job uh, helping folks translate what they do into, and the, but the Army is kind of on the forefront of that. Okay. The okay. Navy and the Navy is now, but others Working other branches. Yeah, you know, they're. I mean, they have their way. Like, and there's a group Orion out there and stuff like that 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 will help recruit. Say, hey, look, yeah. I've got a guy who's a who's a fire controlman. This is what he does. He would be good because he's got an electronic background, and I see folks come through like that. Yeah. But there, it's that's a one directional thing. That's yeah. you're about to leave the Navy and, and I'm picking on the Navy, but you're about to leave the military. <laughs> and so you go to this recruiter and then he begins to drop you and your resume into different fields. Yeah. Fire alarm or electrical might be one of them. But, you know, you're not if you, if you come out of certain branches, you don't have an equivalent license yet. Right. You're going to have to go. And if that state will accept it. You know, hey, you worked nine years in this field. That doesn't mean squat as a civilian. I know. You know, one of the things that I, I and again, this is where I'm very bad at a 30 second elevator clip mm-hmm. because there's so many things that I would love to be able to do down the road. And one of those things is how we help translate between states as well. Because looking, diving into, man, I, I think I've so far spent. I want to say about nine or ten states maybe so far where I've really like done a deep dive into certifications licenses have looked into national things as well and there's so much complexity because there's so much inconsistency Mm -hmm. and and uh, on one hand like I I respect that I don't I'm not trying to stick everybody into a box but it makes it really difficult for workers and for employers when you're navigating so many different rules and regulations in different places Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, it makes it far more complex to navigate that world. And so and, and, trying and is, to... It is very complex. Oh, I'm yeah. just going to take it for example. Yeah. I know an electrician, you know him as well, who started his career in Massachusetts. There's nothing he can't wire. There's nothing he can't program. Yes. There's nothing he can't fix. He picks up a license as an ELO one and works in Washington. Oregon then says, well, you can reciprocate your license to be a journeyman in Oregon, except if you reciprocated to get your license in Washington. So he's an ELO one in Washington and still, I'm sure he still maintains his Massachusetts license, but he he can't reciprocate that to Oregon because of some archaic rule that says, well, no, if you reciprocated to get your license in Washington, that's as far as you can go. Even though the guy's got mad skills, yes, and agreed, I can't use him as a journeyman to do high voltage work in Oregon unless he goes back through the apprenticeship program, which is, it's, you know, I know we we you, had, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I totally do. I'm just like, oh my god, you got to be kidding me! If you I knew know that, how good this guy was, your brain would pop out and, of your and head. And you know, there's there there 
just, I, you know, I always, that, that same person, he, he and I both believe that everything's figure outable, right? Everything, yeah. there's got to be a way through. And that's one of those pieces that I feel like, you know, we need to make sure that people can make a, a viable living in, we have to make it so the mm-hmm. people can travel across states. I, agree. <laughs> I, I, I so don't difficult. disagree with you at all. You know, and... so, so it's such an interesting one. It's just, there, there needs to be some level where we can navigate the, the states and navigate work. So you've looked at the, the 10 states so far to see yeah. what's going on in these states and the, and the difficulty. And it's stunning how, how different they are. Yeah. Hey, Mike here. I just want to do a quick shout out to all of our listeners. Now, listen, it's been a wonderful couple of months getting the show moving, and we have seen a ton of growth, right? You guys are doing your part. People are downloading. You're telling people that's super important to get this podcast on the map, okay? We've got good lineup of folks coming in the studio, and the biggest thing that I want you to know is that I want to hear from you. You, you, the person listening to this, all right? You want to be a part of this show? You want to talk about tips and tricks? You want to talk about things that you're learning in the trade? You want to talk about how this has changed your life? You want to talk about stuff like that? Send me an email, okay? It's halfwattpod at gmail.com. And I'm interested in hearing about people who are in the union and people who are not in the union and people who are technicians and people who do alarm work, people who do camera access work, stuff like that. It doesn't just have to be fire alarm monkeys it could be anybody all right so let's talk about this so that people can realize that this is a career that will change their life and it's stunning the quality of work i've got a friend of mine who went to oklahoma so he's now uh he's been on the podcast so and he he and i talk a lot he calls me a lot he goes just not gonna believe some of the stuff i see here and because he was trained in oregon which were pretty rigid the way we do things up here. He had no idea when he when he got to Oklahoma, just how advanced what he was doing is. And the people in Oklahoma are going, "Wow, like we just don't see that kind of work in, in limited energy." Wow. And that's because they don't have a program for it. They have right. an apprenticeship and they have those kind of things going on, but they don't have the rigid rules that we worked under in the Northwest and the yeah. whole West, really. Yeah. And so. You know, it's a it's a it's an eye opening thing to people down there, and he's really kind of cutting a, a a major swath through them, and they're they're kind of stepping back, going, "Holy cow!" <laughs> like, and and I've and it just happens that I know one of the IEC people in the same state, and they've been trying to get those things implemented in Oklahoma for years. Okay, and so. You know, inadvertently, here's there's there's a kind of a pincer happening. You know, you've got a, a guy in the state who's phenomenal, and you know, IEC who's going. We want phenomenal people. Yeah. You know, and so now it's a matter of going back to the state, lobbying the legislature, which which takes a bit to, yes. to say, hey, you know, we want to get we want to raise the standards. Well, why would you want to raise the standards? Well, I don't know. You tell me, because I've been to states where there where you know uh, I can. I'll pick on Louisiana. Uh, I thought, well, how could Louisiana, what kind of standards could Louisiana have? Phenomenally high standards. Like really? super high standards. Oh, 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 it's it's you walk through the door. If you walk through the door in a restaurant in Louisiana, if they don't have the right color tag on the kitchen hood, they're not open, period. 
period. Why? Oh, I don't know. Everything catches on fire. The state's nothing but petroleum. So so oh, yeah. their standards are super high for fire extinguishment, for uh, fixed systems, all that stuff. They are incredibly tough there. Texas, you screw up in Texas, they don't they don't cite you, they arrest you. They have oh. arrest powers. <laughs> oh. If you have a fire system that's down in Texas and you don't do the things you need to do, they will arrest you. So each state's got it's, its motivator. own. motivator. Yeah, it could be, a, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. The whole, I, I'm thinking of a joke right now, which I'll, I don't want any Texans to come beat me up, so I'll just keep it to myself. But, uh you know, each each state has its own jurisdictional requirements and its own, you know, pros and cons. Yeah. And just because we happen to, to be in the Northwest, where both Oregon and Washington and to some some extent California just have these super high standards. And I'm not I'm not not saying that Idaho and Nevada and they, I, I, you know, Las Vegas obviously has, you know, crazy high standards at the MGM Grand. But. It's. It's damn interesting to see how come we can do something here that you can go 700 miles somewhere else and it's just a complete crap show. Complete crap show. Same equipment hanging on the wall. Yeah. But this is put in by a drunken monkey and this is not. (laughs) What the hell's going on here? You know, why can we get those standards nationwide? And it, that is something that I'm I'm really fascinated by, and and I'm curious. I know there's other people. There have have to be other people out that are trying to help with with you know trying to um, level set things in different states mm-hmm. and help bring some of that together. I've been stunned at how particularly reciprocal licenses are incredibly. Um, I, I feel bad using this word, but it feels really arbitrary because mm-hmm. there's a lot of states where I know there's really heavy requirements here to earn some things or there to earn some things, and yet they're not reciprocal in some states that have a lot lower requirements. And so mm-hmm. it's like, is that just because you don't like us? Right. Or, you know, right. what no, is that, you're right? exactly right. And so, you know, I think one of the pieces that's so important, though, is how do we, how do we leverage other, other people working on this? How do we connect with them? Mm-hmm. And what can we do to help support both contractors and workers? Because I, I also think that there is so much importance to workers having flexibility and being able to move states if they want to move. And I know we had a technician up at our Bothell office who had uh, had, had been in the electrical field for 20 years, had been in the military, had been an electrician overseas for a decade, came back. Idaho was happy to give him a license. And Washington was like, yeah, I don't really understand what that is or what that is or and worked for years to try to get an electrical license and couldn't get it. Finally moved back to Idaho because he could work there. And, you know, those kind of things just do get really silly. And so it's it we we have to find a better way. Well, and and I do know that and not to pick on lobbyists or politicians or any of that jazz, but I do know that how the lobbies, how the lobbyists work, how they affect change in a state's requirements, sometimes positively, sometimes negatively. I mean, they've been trying for years to get NICE at two uh, sprinkler requirement in the state of Oregon so that everybody's on the same page and they'll eventually get there. But who pushes it? Why they're pushing it? Are they pushing it because they want better sprinkler systems? Or are they pushing it because it, it, you know, are we trying to raise the bar? Or are we trying to make it more difficult? What's, what's the goal here? Yeah. And you'll hear arguments from both sides. I to know. me, I, 
anytime we have a bar that's set, that I'm kind of fine with that because it, it eliminates, you know, trunk slammers to some degree. And I have seen some real bizarre installations of things in this state, like in, in both sprinklers and in, because I work in both, I, in both sprinklers and in fire alarms and sometimes the combination of the two. Like, how did this happen? Well, yeah. this happened because the bar is low in that particular jurisdiction or that particular subset. So I get it. I get why we want to do those. Yeah. But to but to find the lobbyists and then to make sure that money's going in the right pocket to also make sure the money goes in the right pocket in the legislature. It's like, oh my God. I know. It's, it's incredibly I know. It's incredibly complex. It's yeah. yeah, it's it's fascinating just to to look at all the differences between states and go, wow, how do you what do you do with that? Yeah, how do you navigate um, that? It's a pretty it's a pretty fascinating thing. But those with the money navigate I know I much know. much easier than those without and you know that actually is something that I really do believe in one of the things that I would really like to do with real work is also be an advocate mm -hmm. and so I think it's really important that workers have an advocate and and I know unions can provide that mm -hmm. I would love frankly to work with them as well and really trying to figure out I, I there's a lot of if they don't if they don't approach you at well some and I point. hope to because I would love to work with them right. as well I think there's a lot of value we could add for mm -hmm. them and so it is something that I would really like to I, and I've had some conversations with some interesting folks um particularly with the IBEW um I would but say I would still, expect that they would they would probably endorse it when when once they, all their X's are you know all their all their I's are dotted and all their T's are crossed I can see and, that you know I think product. some of those would be so great to yeah. partner with because I think that you know again there's strength in numbers and mm -hmm. being able to really get a clear as clear a picture as we can on the complexities so that we can illustrate that for somebody and and you know hopefully make some changes down the road I I don't want to oversimplify that I'm mm -hmm. well aware of how complex that is one of the things that was fascinating to me in the state of Washington as well is just the differences in jurisdictions when it came to fire alarm designs, right? So if you're just talking a small little niche like that mm -hmm. and now expand that out into other skilled trades, you know, there's a lot of complexities there, but it doesn't mean that somebody shouldn't try. I agree. Yeah. So the other trades, as I, I stumbled into a person I hope to have on the podcast here in a couple of weeks, blew me away. She yeah. just blew me away. We, I just, I, I went in to do something in a construction site, I had a conversation with her, uh, Carpenter. Okay. Is what she cool. Is. And uh, I was by the time I was done with the conversation, I was like, "You've got to reach Gage. Here's my producer. We, you know, I sent her an email and I told her why I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, young lady, uh, I, I, every once in a while I run into somebody and and and, and obviously a carpenter. I don't, I don't know anything about it. I, yeah. I, uh, carpenter me means hammers and nails, and of course there's no wood. In a hospital, so it's all, it's all, it's all something else. <laughs> whatever it is, they, whatever it is they do there. But you know, they're they're. It. The the whole scene. And the and the and what her story was. Why I wanted her on the show, and why I've encouraged uh, a lot of women to come on the show and talk is because there's not a. This is a primarily male-dominated trade. I'd never noticed. Oh, wait, that's a lie. I, know. I, don't. <laughs> I know. But there's a lot more women than but there's there a were lot when more I women. started. Yeah, a lot you know, more. A lot more. And seeing them come into the trade and seeing them as tradespersons. Yes. And uh, good ones. And and I've 
some of my best interviews have been have been you know folks that that we've we've either known like you know when it worked for Convergent, uh, when it works down on the coast that happens to be a, a relative of Tyler, and uh, some other folks I've talked to, I like, I bring them in to talk to them to go look, okay. You don't have to spend your early twenties as a receptionist or as a or as an Uber driver or you know, working at, at a, at a grocery store, you could parlay that into a career, then decide I'm going to go have kids or whatever you want to do with your life. Cause I'm certainly not here to say, don't, you know, procreate or whatever it is <laughs> folks do. Um, but, but, you know, uh, it, there's, there's a, a, uh, uh, there's something in it when I when I see uh, minorities, women, uh, folks that that have. I, I, I tell a story one time where I was working on a backflow, uh, as I did that for a while here, and uh, it's just just in a small vault, not you know not massive, just a small vault working on this thing, and this kid comes up and he starts talking to me, and he's Somali, and uh, he goes. Can I ask you a couple of questions? I said, absolutely. He says, what college did you go to? I said, I didn't go to college. I, I, and I talked to him. And he goes, well, I got to go to college to, to get work. And I says, I'm not, I'm not saying you don't want to go to college. What I'm saying is that you're young. You obviously have a head on your shoulders. I explained what I did. And he goes, oh, oh. Like you could see it catch, you know? Yeah. And I said, I said why don't you look at a trade? Ben 10, solder pipe. You know something, put in roads. I don't care, but something where you're working with your hands. And I said, so, I said, where'd you come from? And he goes, I came from Somalia. He goes, matter of fact, this whole complex is all Somali. We all happen to to be in this one area. They they happen to to live in the same area. And I says, do you know anybody who's a Somali contractor? He goes, yeah. I says, let's start there. So if you've got if you know somebody who's decent and they've got their toe in the in the in the door, let's get on with them and, and anyway the conversation only lasted about 20 minutes and the and the kid literally stood back and was like you could see him you could see the gears weren't in his head I said do something that gets you money now legit money now so that you don't fall into into a, a you know a, a, a life that isn't legitimate whatever that may be and then worry about affording college and, and, and those other things. I said, you have beautiful, you had beautiful command of the English language. You understood exactly what I'm talking about. You have all 10 fingers and all 10 toes and bend both arms and both legs. And you're, you know, you're smart enough to, to get a handle on it. And he was like, you're right. And I'm like, I know I'm right. <laughs> you know? So that to me in, in, uh, was, was one of those moments where it was, it was, I was already teaching at the time and I, I gave him my business card and, told him how to get a high AC and you know if you want to do electrical and all those good things and so it's like that whole scene of being able to, to, to at least have speaks with somebody who legit was looking for a, a, a opportunity or door and and didn't realize and that didn't realize what was right in front of him yeah and and, yeah. and, 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 and so you and you know you've made a connection you know that you've you've 
you've opened up a door. Yeah. Same thing applies if I'm sitting, you know, talking to somebody who's who's not involved in something. I'm like, dude, this, what, have you considered this? No. There you go. Yeah. So being able to at least navigate to your site and, and looking at that and going, wow, that's look at all these because like you said it's not just electricians right you, yeah. you've talked to plumbers and, and other what, yeah. what are some of the other trades that you've talked, talked about well you know what's interesting is that i'll be honest since my world had always rotated around commercial it mm -hmm. was always commercial construction that was my first target was i was thinking well of course commercial construction needs this and and blah but I also have a lot of friends who are general contractors who do residential work. Mm -hmm. And as I started talking to them, I realized, oh my gosh, why why am I not thinking of yeah. them? Because they're a really, um, it, they're such an important market and they are, that, that is something that continues to grow. We need to service all the homes we have and we need to continue to ma maintain and, and do the upkeep on things. And so it is a, it is an industry that desperately needs people Mm -hmm. And so I expanded out and it was like, oh my gosh, why why have I not thought about all these other trades and, mm -hmm. and these other parts and pieces that would help them? So through conversations with some of my GC friends, it was Oh my gosh! Of course we could we could do that. Of course we could we could connect. And so there's no reason why we shouldn't. And so we really looked at the trades that are a part of construction. Everything from frankly from drywall and painting to electricians, plumbers, um, and really any kind of trade that is uh, it, it's a craft, right? I I, I I laughed that I had a fine arts degree and that that was what mm -hmm. stepped me into it. But I, I got to tell you, I made some really killer battery calc drawings you know and and <laughs> you know and you would have laughed at how many times I draw big fancy risers up on the board when I was bidding for you know a high rise and how many colors I would do they were very lovely risers yeah. um, but there is a great deal of art to the trades hmm. and I oh, also you know think what? the You're, crafts I, I, I just, you know? it just dawned on me you can hear the gears wearing in my head. I just went, shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, you're it's right because, skill, because it's, it's art. It's, a, an electrician know? who bends pipe, when when that's a huge thing. And, I, and one of the guys I work with is, is really getting into bending pipe. So he'll go back and he'll look at it and go, man, look at this. Same I know, right? Picture. That's the, 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 art, the artistry involved yeah. in getting all the saddle bends correctly and getting all the stuff right and then piecing it back together and going, yes. Yeah. Yes, is a Seriously. huge thing. Electricians take that very seriously. Absolutely, and that's something that I also, uh, and it, it'll be a little piece that I won't talk about yet, but that is a really important thing to me because I know early on when I started at PSI up in Bothell, we were mm -hmm. itty-bitty, and there were just a handful of us, and we had we got into this rhythm of where when the, the techs were out in the field and there was something that, that they'd done that they were particularly proud of, they would take a picture, it would get emailed to everybody else, and we'd mm -hmm. all be like, Oh, that was so awesome, right? And that's something that I really respect is the quality and the craftsmanship that really goes into that. Mm. So, of course, you'll also hear people talk about craftspeople, right? Mm. I really think that that is a very true term as well because there's so much art that goes into it. So I, I've always loved when mm. somebody will, you know, bring me over to show me mm -hmm. what a fabulous job they did trimming up the panel with a whole bunch of circuits running in and how clean it is. And there, there's, there's a real beauty to that. Yeah. That's a that's an excellent so, point. And the same thing happens with plumbers. Plumbers do the same work. They'll they'll come yeah. back and look at what, what they've done and go, 
I did that. And yeah. You're like, damn, that's impressive. I know. It's really impressive, you know? Right. So that's, so you've got the same thing there. And, yeah. I, and of course, it, I'll just pick on roofers. There are no roofers who roof with crooked lines. They you they look back and the lines have to be straight. Yeah. Why? Because the client doesn't expect them to look like, like, you know, Billy Bob down the street put it in. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, each one of those things. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. That's a and, good call. And it's funny. I remember we we had done a, a a remodel, and we we frankly we got lucky because there was this really skilled tile man mm-hmm. who usually did commercial and was usually but but had a little window where he was looking for other work. And so the general contractor that was working on our project brought him in, and man, just watching him put the tile together and the way he laid it out was amazing. I mean, he did such a beautiful job. The eye that went into how he tiled and how all of the lines were so perfect and the, mm-hmm. the, um, the oh gosh, I'm forgetting the texture and the stone, everything, the way he laid every one of those out was so beautiful and calculated. And so again, it's something that I, I think people overlook, mm-hmm. but I the crafts right. that go into that I, are- I think you're absolutely right. And, yeah. and, and so- And people should we, feel proud of that we, work. They should, because if you go back and look at what a, what a, and I'll pick on Masons, look at what a Mason did 500 years ago when he trained an apprentice, and it was he, trained yeah. an apprentice to put in stones, the idea was at the very end of the day, you would get beautiful mosaics. And from, you know, if you look at, at uh, mosques to yeah. churches to, uh, you know, cathedrals and castles, that's exactly what you're seeing is the artwork and the functionality exactly. that went into that. Yeah. Those trades have been around since since before time you know began so it's like okay the same exact craftsmanship the same exact even yeah. stuff to, even up to like making you know uh, wagon wheels if you if you've ever seen anybody make a wagon wheel for a for a, a, a covered wagon or a you know a wagon that they use like on the Oregon Trail and stuff like that all those skill sets blacksmithing the whole nine yards all involve artistry at some point exactly and that you know your game and that you do better than the guy next down the street. So my horseshoes look like this. Your horseshoes look like crap. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole game. <laughs> but it is. But you it's know, exactly right. And it's so, something yeah, that I think that I think people people overlook. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it it's all it all circles back to me to being seen for what you do because the quality and the time that goes into the work that they do is something that's easy to overlook because people take it for granted. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of work. There is there are years of experience that go into that. And so I just that for me is another really important part of what will be a part of the platform. Nice. Yeah. So you're not limiting trades you could be yeah expanded any, out. any any trades yeah and and of course with that would go the licensing and the and the certifications yeah. that and there's some that. national certifications that mm-hmm. go into some of those and that again it's actually been really fun for me to um so I've had some help well, researching so but it's been fascinating model opens up and it really is it can be pretty expansive so if this takes off the way it we can. hope when it does no <laughs> well no i mean but yeah yeah starting I want to help. Starting non-tangible businesses from scratch is hard. Yeah, it's yes. hard. Yes, I know. I mean, it's it's, been... it's it's a it's a very hard thing. Thank God I'm determined. <laughs> <laughs> the um, but it, it it could, as this as this takes hold, then it could literally 
you know, you could bring on people and, and expand it and expand it and yeah. expand it to cover. And for me, it really is like I am every bit that idealist that mm-hmm. I I feel like it's it's this group that's so important and isn't seen. And there is so much we could do to help support them and make their world better, but also support the contractors in that world as well. There's mm-hmm. just there's so much. And that for me is what is so exciting about it. I I, I, I want to tell you one really quick story. It was it was years of me thinking through business ideas mm-hmm. because I was determined to figure out something. Like something's gotta be done. What can you know um and I remember um, running an idea by an old friend of mine who is a higher, anyway, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me at the end of it and he's like, yeah, that sounds like a really good nonprofit. And I was like, oh, okay, that's wrong. <laughs> you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. and so finally I, I realized that if I really, to, to really make an impact, you need to think a lot bigger than that. And you really need to think outside of the box and where are the issues and what are things we could solve. And so for me, that has it started literally with a product manager who was in the technical world, who is a friend of mine, mm-hmm. who helped me and spent months with me, you would have laughed, with sticky notes all over the walls of all the different places that we could do, we could help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Tracy, so you realize you cannot do all of this yet. Right. I'm like, yet. okay, right. So it was a fascinating experience to, to first of all, no, let's let's shoot for the moon. What would it look like? And then to lay all of that out and then to dial it down to what's a reasonable starting point. Mm -hmm. And so that is the product that's going to launch. Uh, We're due to launch on September 8th. And for me, it really is just my motto has always been it's all about the people and I really genuinely believe that and and I really appreciated that you circle back to one of the collaboration stories at the beginning because to me collaboration is king when you when you quit listening to the other players on your team Mm -hmm. you lose things you know you have the tech in the field who sees a different perspective than the engineer working on the drawings in the office, right? And when you stop and think, oh, no, no, he over here, no, he definitely knows more than than he over here, y- you've lost something and you're probably going to make mistakes because of it, because you're not listening, because that's not real world. And so to me, there's also so much in all of the players that are on the team add value. And so it's never been like a pandering, oh, I should be really nice to them because, oh, hi, yeah, that's so cute. Thank you. It's It really has always been a very genuine, everybody brings something to, to the table when you take the time to listen. And so that's just a really huge part of the mission for me is, is taking care of the people. Hmm. I'm kind of lost there for a second I'm well I mean this is this is a <laughs> mic shoot drop. for the moon Wham. <laughs> um, no it's it's uh you and I've obviously we've known each other and we've talked before and we had a, a a conversation a couple of months ago that centered around you know your love of of people and how uh, you know the trades are are important to you and, and we both realize that we kind of have the same vision I, I'm affecting you know people in this way but this is why you're here you know so that we can say hey folks this could help you this could help others um socializing socializing skill sets and matching employers and employees 
and helping uh, the little guy get ahead and the big guy figure out where that little guy's at so that they can be a part of the machine that makes money because it's it, it's all about, you know, <laughs> boy, I'd love to say it's not, but this is, you know, this is capitalism and capitalism requires capital and that, yes. that is what that is. Yes. So uh, it, the, uh, I know that, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but yeah. there is a way that you can invest into this if, if folks are, are interested. Yeah. I, uh, did you want to talk about that or? Yeah, you know, one of the things, one of the things that's also important to me is I, I am definitely every bit the corny rising tides should lift all the boats mm-hmm. in the harbor, right? And so one of the things that I would love to do is to have this be a part of the workers as well and have mm-hmm. them be part of the ownership and small businesses, whatever that looks like. So it's it's interesting figuring out, because I'm not actually independently wealthy, so you know, figuring out how to create all of the infrastructure, Me I know. <laughs> how to how to build it, how to do it right, um, has definitely taken a lot of effort and a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I, I am so close to launch, but definitely could use some support <laughs> with that. I decided to run a small WeFunder account. Mm-hmm. Um, so to that's do... what is the name of that crowdfunding? Is that... Yeah, I, mean, this I know one's... it's not the name crowdfunding, yeah, but it so is a crowdfunding. Type it is. Thing. It's a crowdfunding mechanism, and mm-hmm. one of the things that had surprised me when, I, because I've certainly been looking for investors and looking for some financial backing, and one of the things that I hadn't realized before I started all this is that to be able to do that, you have to be classified as an accredited investor in this country and that means you have to be worth a million dollars and it and that can't be in property and you have to be you have to make a certain amount Ugh. and so you know I, I would like I to think, I think it hurt, hurt I know it hurt trust me, me I, that, it, you and you know me. What? No, no. an accredited investor <laughs> yeah and so it limits kind of crap is it that? limits who can play it limits who can play yeah. by a lot and so what I found <laughs> is that that's Sorry. where crowd no trust me I know I know welcome are you to my an accredited investor yes let me show you my accreditation <laughs> in my pocket that was that was that was an interesting one for me so it, and I'd had I have had some lovely folks that I've worked with in the past who wanted to invest and wanted mm-hmm. to be a part. And so the only way that I could do that is running a crowdfunding campaign. That's <laughs> the only way that anybody who's not accredited can actually invest. So, yeah, I've learned a lot in the last two years. Um, so but anyway. Me, so I take, I, I take it the rich, the, the uber rich billionaires hadn't called you and dropped a cool <laughs> million on you I yet? don't know where they are. I don't know. I'll keep me looking. Either. Um you know, yeah. Too busy, too busy putting signs on the building they have to take off the next day. I'm or maybe sure. build it. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thing. And so. Smart like rock, fast like tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm really. So, it, it, and honestly, down the road, I, I'd always intended on doing some kind of a crowdfunding, yeah. though. I'd always hoped that, that this could be about more than you know, your traditional corporation in this country. No offense. No, that was wrong. It is. I do mean offense. Um, you mean you where, know, all it's the, time where all the profits go to the to, people on the top yes. and then the people on the bottom just yeah, work I think their asses you've off heard and of don't it. make You've any heard money. of that, yeah. correct. I sure and have. I really wanted to figure out, and I still do, I want to find a path forward where I, I really 
I'm actually not looking to buy my own personal island. Like, that's not what I aspire to. I really genuinely am corny enough that I really want to help a lot of people. And to do that takes financing. Mm -hmm. But what I would really love to do down the road is I would love for more people to play a part of it and be able to benefit from that. So I'd always intended on doing it, did not intend to do it so early. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a very private crowdfunding round um, where it's just like friends, family. But I would absolutely love anybody's support. Oh, you did? Oh, you're the best. Well, it had like an option. I was like, so I did that. I can't. Oh, cool. It doesn't. I can't figure out exactly where the hell it's at. (laughs) But if you go to my LinkedIn account, it should be there somewhere. Thank you, Mike. That's awesome. But I don't. Because I, I, yes. you know, I, I put some money in. So I, mean, I know. I appreciate that, by the way. <laughs> well, it's, you know me. I'm so well off. <laughs> you know. It, but no, I put something in there just, just so that it's like, you know, something that pushes it forward. Yeah. And I appreciate that. You know, that's, it, it, it's so important to me. I, I live in such a happy land, um, which also used to kind of be a joke at the office. But, um, but I hope to, I, I aspire to, I aspire to bring some of that to life. Okay. So. Any, any, of course, help is appreciated, but I, I really. Well, how do they hope find the crowdfunding that. site? So the, the we. Yeah, it's on a site called WeFunder. 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 Because I saw it in the email you sent, so yeah, that's where I got there. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way because I know everybody's going to want to run right, run right out and do that. The the nice thing about the crowdfunding is that it allows as little as a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. um, on up to ten thousand, and any you know, any intervals in between. So it really is there to be very accessible for anybody who wants to contribute. And so it's it's WeFunder and then it's real work. And I want to say it's a hyphen. I'm trying to think of where I can I can kind of post that so that somebody can okay. see it. But would love to have anybody well you the can more email, the merrier you man. Can email but, me at Mike.k7esm at gmail.com. I'll say that again. <laughs> Mike dot that's a period. Mike dot K seven ESM. That's Kilo Seven Echo Sugar Mexico. That's my ham call. Don't mess that up. <laughs> at gmail.com. And if you can't spend if you cannot spell at gmail.com, you should not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, Mike dot K seven ESM and I can send you the link uh, if you want. <laughs> I appreciate you. I'll look at my that email definitely. I'm like, oh God, what happened now? Um but I would love to I would love to have people it, at least chip in. Uh, we all can afford, you know, a hundred bucks. Give me a break. So, uh, I mean, that's a bag of groceries nowadays. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, I would like to help, you know, get the thing going. Yeah. And I, appreciate I that. think that, uh, I think that any, well, and my, and my beautiful mug is on your site. So, cause I'm, you know, I kind of full disclosure, right. I'm yeah. a, sort of a, um, he's, do I get to say it? Yeah. What is it? You're an advisor. Which is a really cool position. I'm an advisor. Yes. Let that be a lesson to you, <laughs> non-advisors. Uh, no, I'm. I'm just. I don't. There's no. There's no monetary gain here. I'm just there to to kind of help guide. I'm the, the guy who kind of helps, make the interface between labor and. Yes, and and the 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 thing that I that I wanted to throw out there for mm-hmm. uh, for everybody about Mike there too is that. He and you and I are very aligned when it comes to looking out for people, yeah. and so that's something you and I have in common, and it's something that I think is so important that there is someone who is really looking out for the workers, yeah. and 
as we much as I've been that, on both sides. When we talked about it, we realized we were both like, you know, we're both, we're never going to be gajillionaires at this game. Because we're, we're just not. Right. And also because that's not our, I don't, you know, no. there's so much to life. There's so there's much so we can do. There's so much more to life than that. Yeah. There's so, so much more to life than that. And there's that. so, there's so many great things that I, that I really feel like we can do with this. So no. that's a, that's a really important thing to me to bring visual, bring, bring I want people to see the trades and appreciate what they, what they do. And I want to, I want to see this, I want to see this be successful. It's just like this podcast. I, I, I don't do this podcast to, you know, for any other reason than I want to help get the word out, talk about limited energy, talk to folks like you, help the guy behind the glass, make his dream come true, you know, and help the other guy behind the glass not trip over his own shoelaces. (laughs) (laughs) He's not hearing me. (laughs) He'll play it back. He'll know. But, you know, and, uh, it really this this is important to me. It's important to me because um, I I don't have an I don't have a I don't have an extra grind here, and I don't have uh, I don't have a whole lot. Like I, I seriously don't. Like I I, I want to I want to go through this earth affecting as many people as I can and no one remembering my goddamn name at the end of it. Excuse me for swearing, folks. But I just I just want. I want people to understand that there's a way to live that doesn't involve crushing the skulls of children to get to the top. Yeah. There's just simply a better way to live that's just helping people out and 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 providing information, providing support. I'm still providing phone support to technicians who who get stuck on problems. I still still to this day helping folks out that I haven't talked to, I haven't seen in years that call me up then they know my number call me up and go or email me go can we talk because i got i'm i'm baffled with this and i don't want to go to my boss absolutely yeah uh, absolutely i'll bend over backwards to the point that my wife goes really <laughs> what <laughs> so you know that's it, that's why you and i are the same in exactly that. And, and that's why i absolutely said we would Dude, be I would so be, much better off if more people thought that way yeah yeah you know i i also think it's it's just so important to 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 see people and appreciate and treat each other with respect right so it is where i i i want that tide to rise and i just think there's so much opportunity to help and i really believe we can do it i know we totally are (laughs) (laughs) that's okay already did for us both (laughs) (laughs) and i can make a mean riser diagram (laughs) yeah I super appreciate you coming down today so to much. talk to me. That this yeah. is, uh, I got goosebumps. So I, I think, I, I hope, hope when this hits the streets that it gets out in time for folks to, to, to be able to at least look at the site, get an idea. If they want to throw some money Tracy's way for the for the business, and feel free to do it. We've already hit on that. And one um, other piece, can I throw in? Also, true, true. if you go to Big if timer. you go to Real Work, I know, right? <laughs> if you go to realwork.com, if you might have interest in signing up down the road, it's it, it's going to be free for workers. There's no, you know, you know, I'm we not tying into about stuff. That. So who's paying yeah. for? How is this? Well, who's, what? So you know what? Yeah, what I really want to do. So there's a couple things. Just to be totally candid, <laughs> is that really I ultimately want to create a hiring platform that'll benefit employers 
by the way you also as a worker you can set up either a public profile or private so you don't just because you're on there people can't necessarily find you unless you want them to so if we get a but profile will, and my boss finds out about it, he's not yeah. gonna fire me okay. yeah yeah so if you are at a company and to, of course not to say anybody would feel this way but if you're at a company and you're looking and you'd like to find a job somewhere else you can keep your profile private but you can still have get notifications on things that match your your um, skills and your licenses but you can actually go to the site and you can say notify me if it's something that you think you'd be interested in signing up for or looking at how to set up a profile and like I said we're launching on September 8th and if you just do that click on notify me then we'll make sure that we send out an email to you when the site launches so that you know but we would love to have as many people on there as we can we really like again in case you can't tell I'm a total bleeding heart mm -hmm. but I really do believe we can do a lot of good so, so. so let me see if I get this right so yeah. so laborers tradespeople doesn't cost them a dime correct can put their information in there and yeah. and then it helps the pool obviously correct so then employers who are looking for people are they'll are where the money's coming from. correct and also yeah. the other thing you know just the we're to me the mission really is about supporting people so if there are things that we can add that add value one of the things that I would love to do is add uh, links to training platforms and things like that so people can get their CEUs or links to trade schools where there are programs that could help them so I really do want to provide uh, access to information for them things that help you increase your earning potential or maybe help you decide which career path you want to take so CEUs for license renewals and yeah. for and for certification certification and stuff like that yeah and for uh, OSHA trainings like right. that if no, you want yeah, to OSHA, OSHA training and, yeah and all those yeah. good things so then if let me see if I get this right so if I have to simplify for them you know right yeah but it's not helping is it is it showing you like if, I mean for example if since I have a Washington and Oregon licenses I go to Washington's LNI site to see what the requirements are for my CEs you're not posting CEs for people who are doing anything like that, correct? Not yet. But that's part of it. Correct. Oh, so seriously. we've been collecting. We've been collecting websites. We've been collecting. You know, okay, where do you? Where would you go to renew that license? Where okay. do you need to go? So really, uh, uh, <laughs> there's just so much we could do to have fun. Yeah. No. And it, it, it opens up. And and as we go, big. like there there are there are features and things that we'll add. And if it does get to that point, there 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 probably will be a paid tier for the app where it, it kind of like a LinkedIn I guess for some of that but sure. as but it would have to be things that we add value to and if there's value to you then you'd pay for that app but it but all of the basic features of the of the product for workers are free okay yeah okay good yeah, yeah. I just did my my uh, uh, renewal for Washington and the company I used for my my and the, and the by the way the new NEC this round is incredibly changed it's is quite it? oh it's good i think i've heard that okay it's yeah, it's yeah. it I was it was the first time i've done continuing ed on the nec where i literally stabbed back and went damn i mean i'm learning stuff and it's all high voltage crap I'm, it's not like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna work in it okay. but the changes that they made and why they made the changes and the and the website that i used i had to change from the company i usually used i went to a new one uh, and uh, if you want to know what it is, I don't want to plug anybody here, but you can email me or, or text me or something. But uh, I was flat impressed with the way that my 
CEUs were, were held. And the last okay. company I had to pay 25 smackers after I did my continuing ed to then get my hours reciprocated to Oregon because if because Washington requires 24. Okay. Four of them are Washington only. So that meant that, that the rest of them were on things that I could move over like ArcFlash and, and um, what have you. Yeah. So the other company would move 20 hours of CEs over to Oregon for me, but I had to pay for that service. Right. And and which is not a huge deal. 25 right. bucks isn't going to break you. But I uh, uh, but I wound up doing, you know, uh, code change, code change and I I did I think full of attacks or something. And then um, then the Washington WAC RCW. But this company just took 8 hours and applied it towards the Washington license. So, or the Oregon license. So I, I just have the eight hours, which is the minimum requirement, which, you know, even though I have two, almost two and a half times the CEs, they just, it just not that big of a deal for free. They just yeah. gave it oh, to Oregon, cool. which is oh. like, wow. Okay, good. Yeah. So I got a, a good product. Yeah. I learned something from, from it and was able to apply it to my Oregon license, and then boom, I just That's did my renewal. Cool. So it cost me less for to to do my Oregon stuff. Yeah. Obviously, Washington's got a steeper requirement, so I did all that stuff. Yeah. And I came away from it kind of a winner, and yeah. so I felt like you know <laughs> so much smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I I was pretty pretty jazzed with the whole with the whole thing. I so look forward to I'll, I'll, I'll be curious about that one too because I, I'm really curious about where there are spaces where we can connect dots so where there are mm -hmm. companies that are doing things like that rather than reinventing the wheel I would love to partner with some of those companies to help bring those features but yeah. using training platforms that are already there using different things I really feel it's important to connect the dots so it doesn't mean that we're going to do everything fresh from scratch it means that mm -hmm. if there are companies out there doing a great job with trainings for OSHA, by all means, I would love to connect with them okay. and help connect those workers to those platforms. Okay. So that that is another piece that'll be fun. Nice. Because I think it's all fun. I think it's all fun. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for coming and hanging out with me today. That Diesel's awesome. over here telling me that Diesel, we're, we're good. Diesel's Diesel, like, it's Diesel, time. my dog, my big old German Shepherd. And Very awesome dog. He comes to the studio with me to make sure that I'm safe. I very much appreciate everybody's time and letting me come and chat and share my idealism. <laughs> but I know I'm I know I'm in good company. Good. Yeah. Well, have a great day. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share us with a friend, the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.